0: Welcome to the Run to Improve podcast half hour with your host, Jose Santos from Las Vegas, bringing you inspiration and motivation to keep you going. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Welcome back to the Run to Improve podcast show. Today's special guest is Krista Whitley. Hey, Krista, you there with me? hey thanks so much for having me hey no thank you for giving us the time i know you're a busy gal doing your thing and i love what you're doing by the way
1: oh thank you so much yeah i love what i do
0: so it makes it easy to do it all the time perfect perfect so krista do me a favor please go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners tell them a little bit about yourself what you're into maybe a few key points about your life and what you do now
1: Sure, you know, I am the CEO and founder of Altitude Products, it's a cannabis conglomerate company that's active in Nevada and California and has products nationwide, and I'm also the active mom of two girls who are future lady bosses, or the market leader for Women Grow here in Las Vegas, and then I moderate the Las Vegas Medical Marijuana Association monthly market trends in marijuana panel uh, where we bring free education to our community and highlight our amazing leaders.
0: Is that the Women's Grow, I believe?
1: Women Grow we do oh, once a is- month, but also the uh, Las Vegas Medical Marijuana Association um, is for everybody and, and that's a great opportunity to educate, inspire, and connect our cannabis community every month.
0: I perfect, perfect. Okay, I, I, it sounded a little bit similar, so I was like, hmm, let me ask you, I saw that you were part of that, too. Yeah! Okay, perfect. So, let me see. So, I was doing a little bit of research, and I found a lot of interesting things about you, which I was like, wow, impressive. So, I would, I would definitely say you are the, the founder, I believe, from what I've noticed here in the community. You are the the key to opening that door for the female entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. Because I believe you have that that mentality to get you out there. And just by the way you are, you could already tell people are drawn to you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You know, there were, of course, generations of amazing inspired women who, um, you know, led, led the way and, and blazed the trail long before I ever got there. Oh,
0: okay. Hey, you have to start somewhere, right? You got others lead and then you follow by example absolutely perfect perfect now let me ask you um do you feel that by being part of these organizations did that help you establish your business as the years went by yeah certainly
1: you know my my activity in women grow and the marijuana association, and really all of the professional organizations certainly help to, um, you know, expand my network and to provide some, you know, valuable mentorship. Uh, and for me, you know, it's been really important that I continue to give back to really the next generation of entrepreneurs uh, and to people who are really excited about America's fastest growing industry. Okay, Okay.
0: Perfect. Just so you know, I'm going to kind of recap because I think I might have skipped over it. I tend to do this sometimes. My listeners know this. I talk about one subject and I jump to another. Um, just so you guys know, we're talking right now about Krista's uh, main business, which is... Altitude Products. Altitude Products. So yeah, Altitude
1: Products is, uh, is Altitude our primary business.
0: Is your primary one, which was established in September of 2015, correct? Correct. Okay, perfect. And with Altitude Products, they are able to market and help establish future cannabis products in the community, correct? Correct.
1: You know, as well as um, licensing and then, you know, product formulation. So, you know, today we represent seven different brands that are both CEP and CBD brands and all have a wellness angle to them. I think it's really important for people to understand that even if they are consuming from a recreational standpoint, right. um, how important the medicinal value of cannabis and uh, CBD products really are in
0: our lives. And that's where I kind of come into the picture because I don't partake in the cannabis. However, I I am interested in the CBD for the wellness aspect of it as far as in the health and sports aspect. Um, I'm a runner myself, so I definitely in, I am interested in the CBD and the effects that helps with the inflammation, with the pain. And I want to pass on that to my Hispanic culture because it's very, I don't know if you come across this, it's very bourgeois or risque when it comes to Hispanic communities. Oh, cannabis. No, 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 that's not good. It's bad. And it seems very bad, but at the same time, it's only a myth. I feel that once you stigmatize it, it changes everything yeah you know i i really empathize actually with people who
1: are um you know ardently kind of entrenched in traditional thinking um, you know i grew up in a really small town and myself you know i was um incredibly anti-cannabis up until i was 30 i didn't even try it and even once i tried it i spent you know several years in the closet around, you know, the cannabis use that I was doing um, because I was really concerned about um, how it may affect my entrepreneurial career, how it may affect, you know, me being the mom to two very active girls. Uh, And so I think, you know, I think a lot of that traditional thinking really stems from fear. And for me, it's always been not about the data and the, and the education. That's incredibly important. But there's some great research out there that says that, you know, data and statistics Don't really combat fear. The only thing that does that is compelling testimony that people can identify with. And so, for me, being able to say, "Hey, listen, I spent 30 years, you know, as a staunch conservative Republican and (laughs) proud Dare graduate, and believed everything I had been told," being able to share my experience first as a patient, then as an advocate, and finally as an entrepreneur, um, has really changed a lot of hearts and minds. But I think that's how you overcome fear, is by connecting with people on a much deeper level than anything that statistics can do for them. Perfect. Nice,
0: nice. And you say you were from a small town in Washington, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, I'm from a small town in central Washington. And, uh, you know, growing up, I, I didn't even know that entrepreneur was something that you could be, um, you know, for, for me, my dad was a teacher, my mom was a nurse, right.
0: and uh, I, jobs.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't know I needed to be a farmer, um, you know, but I certainly didn't realize that, um, you know, the world was kind of my oyster for entrepreneurism, and... I really spot out the big city, I've lived in Vegas uh, for almost 20 years now, and you know it's, it's been a really great community for me, because one thing Las Vegas has always done um, is really encourage that entrepreneurial spirit, uh, and it's encouraged you to kind of build a name for yourself and a reputation, and, and uh, just given a lot of infinite opportunities, so I, I really have a lot of love for the Las Vegas Valley and all these amazing people that are here in our community.
0: Nice. With that being said, this is a good question for that. Let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure our listeners want to know this. Um, does your company help the community that where it's located? Like, Have you guys done charities, things like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, for us, giving back is just a part of our core values. So, you know, it's, it's going to to a to Uh Everything that we do is Uh, that to on a very local level and then on a larger level so we have intentionally structured teams so that we um, are focused on um, you know free events with women grow free events with the las vegas medical marijuana association and then we make very local investments into leaders and entrepreneurs in our community to be able to help them accomplish their goals so Yeah, sometimes that's a small sponsorship or covering somebody's airfare and trade fair costs for them to go and uh, seek out additional education for our industry. And and, sometimes it's other things. But, you know, giving back has always been fundamental to who we are um, and, you know, something that is just
0: part of our core values and our identity. I like that because I didn't hear in one thing you said on there anything about what I give in return. So you give without giving nothing asking <laughs> nothing, nothing in return. Which that means you get a lot of blessings and I could readily tell they're flourishing. Oh absolutely,
1: and, you know. It's, it's always bad about giving without expecting anything any in return. And you know, we we've been so blessed, you know, I started the company and brought to the laptop. Um, I wouldn't just be better for the cannabis industry and um, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am today if it wasn't for the amazing catalysts of our life um, who have helped to create some amazing things so, you know, it, it certainly takes a village to build something bigger than yourself and I think that's the only way to really achieve great things for your community
0: Correct Well said, well said Now, tell me this Give me three adjectives that describe your strengths
1: Oh, tenacious, um, enthusiastic, okay. and I would say energetic.
0: You know, I really... Yeah, I could definitely people. feel that. Nice. I like that. Okay, let's see. What else can we ask Krista? Mm, okay, I got a good one right here. Um, do you feel that women feel intimidated in business in general? Mm,
1: you know, it has not been my experience that women feel intimidated. Um, in business in general, Um, it has absolutely been my experience that um, oftentimes women, um, depending on their generation, Mm -hmm. don't even realize the level of condescension um, that they face. And I really didn't even, you know, a lot of times, i got to tell you all those stories out of the Silicon Valley about, you know, venture capitalists and how hard it was to raise investment. I had really not experienced that. Um, myself until I went to raise money for my first cannabis product. Um, and I remember I was so excited. I, I got a meeting with a really impressive industry leader and you know it took months to earn and I was so prepared and, you know, got all ready, was all hyped up and read my pitch, you know, read all the venture capital books. And I remember his first comment after I got done with my very enthusiastic presentation uh-huh. was that he felt it was cute. <laughs> I wanted to raise money. And I remember thinking to myself, God, you know, I've made it almost 15 years as an entrepreneur. Haven't I to ask anybody for anything? Right. You know, it would have made my life so much easier if I had asked, you know, for investor money. Right. Um, but I, it was important to me to always do it myself. Right. And, you know, that response, is isn't that cute. You know, I've, I've been called a lot of things in business, um, you know. Come on,
0: um, you got to give me a little bit more respect.
1: <laughs> cute, cute was definitely not, uh, you know, a top descriptive. So, right. you know, I think, I think it's really important um, for, you know, women in the industry to lift up other women. And, you know, all too often what I see is, unfortunately, a mentality of competition over collaboration. And I'm very, very blessed to have an amazing group of, um, upper echelon, you know, female CEOs in the cannabis industry who intentionally reach out and support each other. Um, just this week, you know, I I referred you know somebody who couldn't be a client of ours um, over to another female CEO who's doing great things out in California. Um, and I think that's a really important component um, in communities. Communities thrive when we build each other up, and especially Correct. in cannabis, there's so much opportunity for women to build up other women. Nice.
0: And- And that's where I'm glad it's almost the same as into the aspect of running for a quick second there to compare in the community of runners that I'm at. They help each other. They motivate you to go that extra mile. Just when you think you can't do anything or you can't move anymore, you're tired, you want to quit, your mind is just telling you to stop. They come and help you. Say, hey, we're here with you. Let's work this together. Let's go one step at a time. And that's exactly what you're doing with your business, and the way your people are working with each other. So that right there builds the strong community, which builds the strong brand, which brings, which in general, it becomes a family. So you have a good family
1: there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm really, really lucky, and you know, certainly, I've, you know, had my share of experiences with the wrong partners and the wrong, you know, people in my life, and I think. Again, that's that feeling, you know, it, it helped to mold how I identify the right people in my life. And, you know, I think for, for everyone that was the wrong person, I've ended up with, you know, an amazing human being that'll probably be in my life for the rest of my life, and who's helped me to be a better person. And, you know, I think that's really everything we can ask for um, when we're, you know, building those relationships in business. Okay.
0: I like that. You're very in tune with everything, Crystal, and that's what it takes to make something happen. You know, you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. You got to go out there and get it and put it together. So, share with me a little bit about the Weekend Box.
1: Sure. You know, Weekend Box was our first and seven brands that we brought to market, and the reason for the Weekend Box is really because I've been on the ground in the early days of Colorado and Washington and found adult use of consumption. And, you know, I saw everybody would wait in line and there's long, long lines. They finally get up to the front and they wouldn't know what to get. Uh, because so many people perhaps had you know, tried cannabis in the 70s, they may have had a weed man, you know, in their lives. But they're used to the overwhelming amount of options that regulated cannabis can offer you. Um, and so oftentimes I would see people get a chocolate bar that just had way too much, you know, and or a ton of, you know, flour that there's no way they're going to be able to consume. Um, and a lot of that just came out of enthusiasm. And, and what it led to was stories like Maureen Dowd in the New York Times, who famously had a horrible experience in her Denver hotel room. And, hmm. you know, I really thought to myself, there's got to be a better way to simplify this to be able to expedite the process, both for the tenders, okay. so that they have an easy solution with the top selling products in one place. for right, right. So the consumer to be able to save money and also go home with a piece of education that not only educates them on the safe consumption and the brand history of each brand that's included in the box, okay. but that also educates them on things like what OG actually means. Because I just ran into too many people in this industry <laughs> who think OG stands for original gangster and they don't
0: appreciate you
1: know, the real culture behind <laughs> That's actually what I was going to
0: think. I was like, he's an yeah. he's an old gangster.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they, all, they all think that's what it means. And, you know, I mean, the reality of that history, that invaluable culture, those 80 years of activism that it has mm-hmm. taken to accomplish the regulated cannabis community we have today, right. we wouldn't have this business if it weren't for all of those amazing growers and humble, those... You know, those pioneers who long before, you know, it was able to have dispensaries and be regulated were the people who were really on the cutting edge of that, that level of activism. And so um, it was important to me to pay homage to them um, from a public education standpoint. And Um, you know, we wanted to also offer people a great value to simplify that new cannabis consumer. So oftentimes I tell people, you know, I really created the weekend box, not for myself, you know, as a medical patient, I go in, I know exactly what I want, but we created the weekend box ultimately for new cannabis consumers. And so, um, you know, we've learned a lot. Our first edition only included a gram of flour. Very quickly, I had a lot of feedback that said oh god we needed an eighth Um, (laughs) so now we've increased it to an eighth so there's a full eighth in there Um, there's a great pre-roll from caviar gold in there right now Um, and we have 14 different iterations in california so everything from a box for your lady box for your monthly
0: cycle to um you know box for (laughs) bachelor parties i saw that video uh with Whoopi. yeah that was funny i was like what <laughs> you said that I was laughing.
1: <laughs> I know. You're up, it's been
0: great yeah. meeting Whoopi. <laughs> oh,
1: to <laughs> say, um, you know, everybody from you know Snoop Dogg to Miley Cyrus to Whoopi Goldberg, um, you know, we are just so lucky um, to be able to work with people. Um, oftentimes, you know, people don't think. Snoop Dogg and Whoopi Goldberg is activists, but I mean, these are activists from the early days, man. Right. Um, before we had, you know, the industry we have today, um, yeah, they're out there rapping about it, uh, but they're also putting it out into popular culture.
0: Right. Um,
1: so that my mom even knows, you know, Snoop Dogg and marijuana. Um, and that's important because that, all of those things help to normalize the consumption of cannabis, which for everyone in this industry, that has to be our focus.
0: Yeah. No, that's very true and what they don't know is that they they also they, they're I don't know if this is true or not but I, I feel that they might be some of them might have to kind of keep an image so they don't really put themselves out there because they also kind of testing the field because they don't know what's been really gonna happen with with the way things are going especially they keep changing the rules every every month there's a new legislation something's changing and then, you guys, like you mentioned in one of your bartender meetings, you got to keep on top of it. You got to make sure cross your dots and your eyes, and you got to make sure you know your rules in case things happen. Yeah,
1: you know, I think I think there's I mean, it's America's fastest growing industry. And I think the one thing that has been constant since you know I've been involved. Um, and the one thing I will continue to be constant is change. Hmm. And so the more flexible and adaptable you are as opposed to constantly fighting that, um, really the better off you're going to be. And so it's certainly been our experience um, that the more we can embrace that and stay on the cutting edge, you know, the more we can keep activism as you know our, our guiding light on everything we do, uh, the more successful we can be as an organization.
0: Now, let's see. I was kind of also curious about your social unicorn media. Now, is is that does that run your media for your other products, or is that a separate entity?
1: Sure. No. So you know, I mean, our parent company is Altitude Products, and the very first company I ever started is Social Media Unicorn. It's a thriving advertising agency that works with the best brands in cannabis. Okay. We exclusively only work with cannabis or THC and CBD brands okay. nationwide um, and in Canada. Okay. And so for us, um, you know, social media unicorn is just really kind of the heart of our organization. Uh, because, you know, started as me as one social media unicorn. Again, on our couch, you know, just determined to do great things. And you know we've grown to the organization that we are today, um, but we're still you know definitely you know handling all of the advertising and marketing components for all of the brands that we work with. Um, and I think it has given us a unique lens by which to view product development because we really view things first from the consumer perspective. And I'm very blessed to have some amazingly talented people on our team um, who are all medical patients themselves. So we really had unique perspectives and backgrounds to bring to that product development. Uh, so for us, I mean, as women, we knew how important it was to have a Whoopi and Maya you know, line of products because we're ladies. We want to use that stuff every month ourselves. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of really compelling reasons um, why we think those are so important and, and why we think female-oriented brands, of course, are very important for our community and you know, for the industry as a whole. Okay.
0: Where do you get all these? I know you. I know you called yourself in. Uh, what was it? Fact, an idea factory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, that was actually. Um, I, I love that. My... That was a good description. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: "Hey, I used I to call myself
1: that too—an idea factory. I love that." That was actually a client of mine from years ago. Um, who said I was a real-time connector in an idea factory. (laughs) And, you know, I I think that's just because, you know, I thrive in the creative um, environment. You know, every, I don't have a day that doesn't include some level of creative brainstorming or working with our creative team. Everything from, you know, video production to photography to creative campaigns and product development. You know, I just love the process of innovation and creating and challenging my my creative muscles, nice. um, which, you know, really fuels me. And, and I think just keeps that passion top of mind because, you know, that ability to kind of go from an idea in our boardroom, on our on our whiteboard, um, all the way to a product that's, you know, legitimately on-shelves and available for sale, that really excites me. And, you know, I think that process is part of the like, entrepreneurial process, you know. If you think about it, if someone had ever told me that you know, being this you know, one, one woman solo on her couch would ever become the company that we have today, right. it's the ultimate definition of creating something from nothing.
0: Nice. You know,
1: using your passion, your talent, just everything you know the good Lord gave you and creating something that creates value and is able to leave a mark on your community and just do good for people. Um, are the things that really uh inspire me and, and excite me a lot about what I get to do every day. And it's it's such an honor frankly to be able to do what I do. Um, you know, because I, I can't imagine
0: uh being able to do anything else. Hmm, right on. No and you and you when you do that, you're just leaving that legacy. And I'm I'm happy to say you found and created that legacy that people will remember, Krista.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, gosh, you know, it's always top of mind for me. I think also as a mom, you know, my girls are 9 and 10 and, you know, it's important for me to blaze a trail, I think, that is so bright that not only do they grow up knowing that they can be anything they want to be, whether it's an entrepreneur or, you know, I, or it's a teacher or whatever they're passionate about, that, that they are fully empowered to do that, but I think it's important for that entire generation, you know, I want not just my daughter, but you know, all of all of the kids in their their world mm-hmm. um, and in our community to know that uh, there is a professional career that they can have related to the cannabis industry. And I, I think I'm not the only one who thinks. You know, 20 years from now, we're going to be looking at a much more mature industry oh, uh, that is definitely to- just as professional and just as well respected, if not more, than it is today. Um, and so really, you know, it's about preparing these kids for a future um, that is, you know, reflective of what we think reality is going to look like.
0: And you're doing a good thing already by providing them education, providing them the knowledge, and giving them a uh, true experience of what other people are going through feelings and letting them see, you know. So you're doing a good thing. So you're oh, it on you. as a boss, parking it on as a mom, so got to love it and by Bye. the way happy early birthday I know your birthday is coming up in April so
1: yes oh I'm yes lift. absolutely
0: I'm, I'm a tourist a tourist oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a myself
1: nice nice that's, that's great that's
0: awesome but yeah if anything Krista um, it's almost 8 o'clock like I said I like to keep it on the dot um, please go ahead and share your social links with us so that way my listeners could take a look at your stuff and maybe they might be interested in using your services wonderful thank you so much you can find
1: me at social chrisette k-r-i-r-s-t-a and uh, you can check us out at
0: lp nice i love it yeah, okay I love wonderful that was a thank pleasure. you so much thank you for giving me. me your time and i love hearing everything you've been doing and it's awesome you're just a role model for the ages and keep doing what you're doing and we're proud to have you on our show
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And make sure you send me a link once everything's live, and, and I'd love to share it. Not a problem. I
0: will do that. I'll okay. I'll make Thanks you, for I'll happy. I okay. have a good night.
1: Have a great Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Ciao.